You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Stage Door Podcast. The podcast celebrating theatre and creativity from on-stage mishaps to career-defining moments. Hosted by thespians myself, Tori, and co-host Eliza. Fortnightly, we will bring you industry professional guests, deep dives, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Today, we are joined by one of our favourite Aussie artists, Sarah Carroll. Before we get started, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and the Tabal people of Yagera, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live and record, and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Sarah Carroll is a Polynesian-Australian queer multidisciplinary artist working across live performance, writing, film and television and movement. They have trained in Australia with ATYP in NIDA's Open Program and the Hub Studio alongside overseas in New York at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. In 2019, Sarah placed in the top 10 out of 175 in Vancouver's Artist to Artist Showcase. In 2021, Sarah was part of Sport for Jove's inaugural Director Mentorship with Damien Ryan, a creative attachment by Kaluga ATU presented at the Art Gallery of New South Wales, written by Emily Ugavule, and was part of a new musical theatre development with 11 O'Clock Theatre titled The Breaths in Between as a writer. In 2022, Sarah debuted her one-woman show, Cherry, at KXT Bakehouse as a part of the Panamo Pandemonium Festival to a sold-out showing and everything but the Kitchen Sink Festival at Flight Path Theatre, which is soon to be at Sydney and Melbourne Fringe. Currently, they are a Midsummer Pathway participant mentored by Victoria Falcona, part of the AFT TRS Talent Camp 2022 and Shopfront Arts inaugural Western Sydney Arts Lab working on a new one-woman show, Unkissed. Sarah strives to champion for underrepresented voices to be heard and create works that uplift and engage audiences in new and exciting ways, usually with lots of sparkle and sass. Please welcome to the mic, Sarah. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. We got there in the end. We got there in the end. It was a journey that we all went on together. For those at home, you won't hear anything, but I think Tori and I just fumbled over every single line a (laughs) million times over. We're here, and we're here with you. How are you? You're currently in Melbourne. I am. I'm in Melbourne. I'm in Nam, which is beautiful. Um, But I leave today, so I'll be back in Sydney 
um, oh. soon. <laughs> so <laughs> short-lived. Lovely to be in Nam. Nam is such a beautiful, creative community that we, uh, I think, are striving to have more of in Sydney. Oh, heck yes. But I guess we'll just jump into it a little bit. Okay. Um, tell us a bit about you and how you found yourself in the theatre world. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Great question. Um, so... <laughs> Okay, so I was thinking about this question, obviously, because you beautiful gals sent me um, the questions. And I was like, man, I wish I had, like, the straightforward answer of, like, I was singing and dancing out of the womb. And then I, like, was went into, like, classes. And then I graduated high school and then, like, went to drama school. And then I, like, was in the industry. Um, but that did not happen at all. Um, I had a long journey. So was a really shy kid which no one believes when I say that now they're like what do you mean um but was really shy ridden with anxiety like hated speaking in front of people and it was actually when I was like growing up um there used to be a thing called Blockbuster Uh, do you remember that we remember Blockbuster oh yeah Yes, I feel we're the same. We're the, age. I know we're the same, but I feel like if like Gen Z is listening, they're like, "What is what that? What is a blockbuster? What is a blockbuster?" <laughs> um, so basically, you read DVDs or videos like back in the early days, and so during the school holidays, I would go and like rent the weeklies and just watch all of the films, um, and that's how I would spend my school holidays. And I think. I was just like obsessed with film and like what that world was and there was something in it that I couldn't articulate at the time but I wanted to be a part of it so then I was 13 and I was like I was really inspired by Anne Hathaway at the time and I was like I want to do what she does I know Princess Diaries Diaries. it's the one yeah yeah I was like I want to do what she does (laughs) I want to be a princess um but at this time still didn't know like acting was a career I was just like how do I do this Enrolled in an acting class, still very shy, but something in acting um, and like just being another person really got me out of my shell. So I kind of became really attached to it, kind of just kept doing it. Um, Teachers were like, oh, there's like something there, like you could maybe do this. Um, And then, you know, obviously did like HSC drama, all that stuff. And then I was like, I'm going to go to drama school. I'm going to go to NIDA. I'm going to get in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into NIDA, VCA, WAPA. I'm gonna be an actor, and that's how my career is gonna happen. Um, prepped for all the drama school auditions. I'd also like to know. I was like, I went to NIDA, like the youth classes, like during, like I did everything possible as like a little mm-hmm. theater kid. And then I auditioned, um, and they all said no. <laughs> Emotional, um, and it actually broke me. Like I actually, I cried. I was like, this is it, because I guess. It's changing now, but at the time, it was kind of like, in Australia, you had to go to drama school, and that was like the only way to be a successful actor. I was just like, this is the, like, I'm, what? So then I was like, great, didn't get in. So I went and enrolled in, like, uni, um, just enrolled in an arts degree, just doing, doing English literature, and then I got bored. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and move overseas or, like, study overseas. So then I went... I started working just like full time and then saved up and went to New York um, and I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, did a summer intensive and then really loved it um, and was kind of really inspired by the American industry people I met. Mm-hmm. Then I came back and so I kind of did that for two years and then I'd come back, save, go again. I ended up getting accepted into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts for their full time program um, and also AMDA I think is the other one. Um, 
but couldn't do it because it was just like too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, oops. So continued doing short courses and then came back here, was just kind of studying at every teacher and class imaginable in Sydney. <laughs> and then I moved to Vancouver um, because I was here and there was no work for me and they were like, and so I moved to Vancouver um, and got an agent there, kind of started auditioning and doing a bit of work um, and felt really inspired and seen and was like, okay, there is a place for me in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the good old Panini happened. Oh, <laughs> love yeah. Oh, we love the we love a good old, we love a good, um, uh, good old COVID. Mm, um, and Demi Lovato. We do. <laughs> and Demi Lovato. I've never heard that before. <laughs> There you go. I thought everyone had used that term before, but apparently not. (laughs) Um, So that happened, came, and then my visa fell through, and then I had to move back um, to Sydney, which was a really crazy, traumatic experience moving back during a global pandemic. Um, But yeah, and then kind of found myself going back into theatre and then started writing my own work. And I guess here I am now talking about it. So I guess that's kind of my journey. I I never went to like a drama school. I haven't like, I don't have something that's like Bachelor of Arts or Diploma of Arts Acting. I kind of just learnt on the way, which is me. But that can be the best experience that you can get. It's like, it's working in the industry and working through all of those things that you've done. It's the same thing. It's just a different path. And I think that... Um, I don't know, I definitely know when I was fresh out of high school and got completely rejected from every single uni under the sun, I was like, oh my god, my life is over, like, oh my god, my theatre dreams are dashed. And then you go... Then you realise. No, you're fine. You're (laughs) like, you're absolutely fine. There's a different path for absolutely everyone, and it doesn't matter if that's drama school or not drama school, it can be, and you still get to the same destination, you know? Oh, yeah. so true. I just never like Everyone. went back because I usually the pipeline is like, oh, like I'll come back and audition, and I just did it once, and they were like, no, and I was like, well, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I don't know if I can swear, but I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna be successful. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need neither. I mean, like you, d- you don't. Um, I think it really does depend on the person, and you can find your own way without having to go to. A massive university like I went and did a degree and there were certainly things that I learned and there were certainly things that 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 have not helped me in the slightest that I've had to learn myself anyway so it's kind yeah. of like just an additional stepping stone that you can I think choose to do or not to do because it can be really helpful for training but it's not necessary I think as long as like you're a motivated person who is going to just continue to create regardless yeah you don't you don't need it it's not necessary 100 percent. and i guess on the note of creating your own shows you created your first one woman show cherry and it debuted yeah. earlier this year at the festival run by panamo at kxt can you tell yeah. us a little bit about it and what was your inspiration behind it yes cherry oh cherry um <laughs> where do i start which is amazing by the way when it's at sydney melbourne fringe you do need to see it because i have seen it oh, i was gonna say twice but i've not seen I it know, twice, you've not seen it, seen it twice <laughs> no, i'm sorry <laughs> but it is an 
amazing show. Just they will see it twice. Though. Throwing that in there. <laughs> you, yes, you I will. will see it twice. But Tori has been involved in the very early development of it, so technically you have seen it twice. So yeah, technically I have. Yeah, yeah. technically. Um, yes. <laughs> so Cherry. Um, so I guess the tagline for it is: it's a little bit comedy, it's a little bit cabaret, and it's a whole lot of Katy Perry. Um, and the whole show kind of tracks my fangirl life. So I'm a self-consent, so, whoa, self-confessed Katie Cat, um, ever since 2008, proud. Yes. Um, and basically grew up with Katy Perry, um, spent thousands of dollars on concerts, followed her around Australia. I've met her three times, um, was on Twitter and like met so many beautiful friends through this like Katie Cat community. So the whole show is kind of just exploring that, like being part of an obsessive fandom, being a fangirl, growing up with someone who, I guess at the time when I was growing up, I was very lonely and didn't really have a place in the world, but there was something through Katy Perry and the world that she created that I latched onto. And then the show kind of then questions what it is to let go of those childhood heroes and to kind of be able to step into my own person and be who you are um, and then it's also an exploration of my bisexuality woo um, because Katy Perry helped me discover that <laughs> and yeah it's just a whole lot of confetti sparkles Katy Perry music bubblegum pop um, and I kind of say like it feels like it's been 14 years in the making because it's been 14 years um, since I first discovered her music so I feel like it's a show that was like that was where the seed was planted and now yeah. I'm able to tell this beautiful story <laughs> I really want to oh see it. It sounds like, oh, it's, it sounds incredible. It really is. I think it's, um, <clears throat> I think for me, it's just such a fun show that has a really good message. And I think mm-hmm. it has changed so much as well since I first yeah. saw your first, like what you did a snippet of it at um, the Darlow. Oh my God, and yes. entirely different now. Um and so it's been really lovely to be part of like the creative process and seeing it like grow and change. But seriously, it's such a phenomenal show because it's um, I covet theatre that is super fun. Like you have like the best time watching it, but also you walk away with something. And I feel yeah. like everyone can walk away with something different from it. Um, but it is like a phenomenal show, and it's so much fun. I guess with creating your own show and Mm. for the first time there is and this is something that we've spoken about before um it's hard to find a clear pathway of like what Mm. you need to do in order to get a show on yeah what have been some of the biggest hurdles you've come across putting on your own show oh my god so many um i feel like (laughs) because i guess in this industry everyone's like create your own work just put it out there and no one tells you how to do that um, they're just like, yeah, they're like, create it, put it on in a theater and like people will come see it. And it's like, great, cool. Where do you start? Like, it's like mm. you, have, you have to write it and then you have to like produce it or find a producer. And then you have to like, once you're then putting it on, you have to like get a lighting designer and all that stuff. So I guess a big, well, a big hurdle was first like having to learn how to pitch my show successfully Mm. um and then kind of start learning about being a producer and how how these like you know whoever you're pitching it to festivals and stuff that they're creating a festival and then being like really specific to like what they're looking for and kind of Mm. yeah kind of having to put away like your little creative brain and your like pick me kind of attitude and be like this is my show, this is what it is, you're going to love it, 
here you go. Um, then just learning about budgets, how to actually get it on, um, and then just the creative process as well. I think when you're creating your own work, because it is coming from such a personal place, especially Cherry, which is literally my life story, just on a stage, um, it it can be really hard when you do get the nose. Because, I mean, Cherry's doing so well now, which I'm so, like, happy about, but there was about, like, a year of people saying no. Like, I pitched this show to so many programs, to so many festivals, and they were like, no, like, no thanks. And, yeah, it kind of just learning to just keep going in that um, and just knowing that you have something special is is hard. <laughs> that was an obstacle in itself to, you know, be like, yeah, no, this is going to go somewhere. And it just does take that one person to say, yeah, I believe in this. Um, and then, you know, the rest is history. Um, but yeah, so creatively, it's that's been a big hurdle. But just in general, like producing it and just trying to like figure out how to get it from page to stage. Um, I'm still learning is also an obstacle. Like there's still yeah. like I'm doing fringe prep right now. And I'm still like, what like I need this and that um so it's also just you know there's no straight answer to that I'm still over the hurdles no No, I totally understand I mean in terms of like creating the show um Mm. and having to reflect on like 14 years of your life how do you feel like Cherry Mm. then shaped you as a performer and a creative and where you are now in your life yeah I think I mean that's such a great question because it's in terms of shaping me as a creative, it's made me a lot more, a bit more of a go-getter because I've kind of been like in creating it and putting it out there and like really believing in it. It's, there's something really powerful in that, that I'm like, well, this is actually who I am and I'm actually really proud of that. And this is the work that I want to create and see on Australian stages. Like this is a show that I wanted to see when I was younger. And to be able to be creating that and putting that out there is like a really powerful thing to like, stand in and be confident about so I think it's definitely given me a lot of creative control back in my career that I wasn't having before because I kind of spent a lot of my career trying to fit into a box and or people were telling me oh like you're not like ethnic enough looking or you're not white enough or you don't belt this or you don't do that and I was like okay well then I have to be this person whereas now in my show I'm like I sing like dance now sorry you're gonna love that um (laughs) And acted it. Shut up. <laughs> dancing now. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of putting my resume on stage. And there's something really powerful about that um, in creating your own work to just be like, this is who I am and take it or leave it. Um, 100%. Yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of stopped like trying to fit into boxes now because I'm like, if they don't like my work, good for you. I mean, it still hurts because obviously yeah. I want everyone to love me. Um, <laughs> Don't but it's all. just a bit, don't, don't we all, people please are here, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's, I feel like it's, it does change a lot when you start writing your own work. Yeah. Because you are literally, like, you can fit yourself in or not fit yourself in wherever you like. Yeah. Um, like, with my show that I'm writing, yes. will have technically written, is going on at Fringe crazy crazy times um i'm so excited I'm not about in it i'm not like physically in the show which is very weird mm. as an actor to write something and can be completely like a step removed from it because yeah. and i've been asked multiple times like oh so you're gonna play you know such and such and i'm like no no <laughs> i'm not in it 
I created it. I want other people to now create within that world. I don't yeah. want to be in it. Mm. Um, that being said, also working on Cabaret, where it is literally just a heightened version of myself. Um, and that's going to be really interesting, making the move from writing a play yeah. that is loosely based on my life and relationships to then creating a cabaret that is literally going to be me because I feel like rejection is going to be so much worse. But it's really, it's so weird the way that um, creating your own work yeah. works because there is no formula to it. No. Like... I've had a very different experience to you where I am not learning how to do the budgeting or anything like that because I actually have a producer for my show who is doing all of that for me, which is also weird because I'm so used to being part of, for any show, having an understanding at least of like kind of what's going on. Yeah. But literally all I'm doing for this is writing. Yeah. So it's really weird. So for literally everyone, it's going to be entirely different. So different. Yeah. But it'd be great if someone out there wanted to, I don't know, like, develop a course on, like, this is how you learn to budget and things like that. Just putting that out there. If 100%. anyone knows of anyone that knows how to do this stuff and wants to, like, create a course or, like, I don't know, a PDF document or something. Oh, 100%. I also, like, just, like, with the whole, like, your experience, Tori, of not being involved. Because previously when I did Cherry, like, so this run for Melbourne Print, like, I'm now producing it and doing it all myself and there's something like there's also something to be said that you know you're creating your own you don't necessarily have to put all those hats on like it is so okay to like find a producer mm. and it's like also okay to like be like yes I because I, I actually personally really love producing at the moment but yeah they, like you said there's just not one set path like you can put all the hats on if it works for you but if it doesn't that's so okay um yeah go and find a producer or go find you know collaborate with people um yeah it's just very interesting but also would be keen on a course maybe one day i'll do it not yet because yeah. i still don't know what i'm doing yeah. <laughs> on that topic what type of work do you want to see more of in australia Ooh, i love that question oh gosh um look <laughs> definitely so i mean for me personally, as someone who comes from a number of minority groups, like I'm POC, I'm queer, and I'm also neurodiverse. So, you know, I tick a lot of boxes for productions. Like they're like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, but I would love <laughs> to see just more of that more. And I know in Australia, like it is, we're definitely moving forward. There is more diversity and there's lots of conversations going on, but it's still not enough. Like, there are still issues in casting briefs and still casting, especially for main stage stuff. Mm. So I think I would just continue to see more diversity, more queer female stories, um, personally. They are out there, but I think definitely in the independent scene, there's so much of that happening. But in terms of, like, mainstream stage Australia, just, like, more of that because we are here. We're queer and we're here. Um, and I just want to see that on stage. I just want to see all the stories that I never had growing up being put on a stage so that, you know, a younger me who's maybe out there can feel seen because I didn't, I never really actually felt seen in the Australian um, theatre industry growing up, um, which is why I think it's taken me so long to like get here because I'm like, oh, well now I have to create it and I have to like be part of the movement. 
which is exciting. Um, but also wish, you know, it didn't take this long. So yeah, mm. yeah, more of that. Yeah, keep pushing. And I think it's, it is hard because it's also, it's exhausting to be, you know, mm-hmm. at the forefront of that and like pushing for it. And it like, you know, kind of, oh yes, we like, you know, we take the wins really seriously and it's like mm-hmm. a big thing, but it's, yeah, it's then a hard balance of then trying to like also just look after yourself. Um, and yeah, yeah. Cause it's just, I just hope one day we don't have to be like having the conversation. It is just naturally there. It just I happens. Think. Like the representation yeah. is mm-hmm. just natural, which it should be. But anyway, oh, life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All, all the big questions, not all the big questions, but like all the things that we, we, wish were just normal and we didn't yeah. have to. just everyone be like reese velasquez at evolution oh, class yes just everyone be please like, please done, done deal just, everyone work with cast the people <laughs> to tell the stories exactly easy done exactly done done yeah. well we're actually going to move into a little bit of a game now oh um, my god which um Weird. I am very excited about because... You do not need to be scared. I'm scared. No. Are you scared? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Tori should be scared, not you. <laughs> so we are going to be doing a Katy Perry <laughs> lyric challenge. <laughs> this is where you oh, can no. let your inner fangirl go crazy. Oh, no. This is going to be embarrassing if I, like, don't get these right. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's okay. It's the pressure and also you can't hear it. So that's the hard part because I'm not going to sing it. So that's the even heart of heart. So this is actually quite a challenge. This is it's quite difficult. There's songs that I've, like, literally known and I go, oh, my God, I li- I'm blanking right now. <laughs> what is it? Okay. But I'll make Tori go first. Okay, great. Okay. Oh, actually, no, I'll do that one last. <laughs> okay, this one. Um, okay. Uh, I'm just choosing where. I've been so stressed in my life right I'm now. stressed? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Like a lightning bolt, your heart will glow. Babes, you should know this song. <laughs> Um, can you give me the lyric one more yeah. time, please? I've already forgotten. All that. right. Like a lightning bolt, your heart will glow. Oh, it's fireworks. Yes. Um. Something. Overdose? No! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the next lyric. Overdose? No. And when it's time, you'll know. No. Overdose? No. Sorry, so I gave you like the hardest part of the lyric too. I was like, mm, I know, that I was like, rhyme. I was like, she, you're not going for like chorus things here. You're going like fans verse, baby. Yeah, I went, yeah. I went a bit hard there. I'm so sorry, Tori. I'll go for um, easy so I'm going to assume that's like a half a point. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no point there. That's fine. That's okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Um, okay. I'm a five-star Michelin, a Kobe flown in. <laughs> it's because you're not singing it. Um, I know, I know. Oh. I think I don't even know this song very well. Is this Bon Appetit? Yeah. Okay, well, I got the song. You're, you're, you're a five-star Michelin. <laughs> I actually don't know the lyrics to that, admittedly. And I'm going to say no. that's because that's from her Witness album. And that was the flop. 
Katie, if you're listening, I'm so yeah. sorry. I thought that. I was like, either because I didn't really love Bon Appetit, personally. Don't worry. <laughs> the fandom did not either. Do you know or no? What is no? Tell me what is the Oh, okay. You want what I'm cooking, boy. Am I going way too hard? I really, I've really gone for it, haven't I? You really okay, have. Well, I thought you've we... like gone okay, for okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll I go a little bit easier. I'll go a bit easier. I'll go a bit easier. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, Tori. Okay. Make me your Aphrodite. Make me your one and only. Aphrodite. Make me your one and only. Benedu. Official answer. This is why I don't do pop music. Admittedly, it's not musical theatre. Your enemy, your enemy. Your enemy. <laughs> so you want to play with magic? <laughs> okay. Well, you should know. <laughs> okay, dark horse, a dramatic reading. <laughs> a dramatic reading of dark horse. Done. Love it. Living for it. That's um, now in cherry. I'll just do a monologue of dark horse. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. That's Done. all. Okay, found yeah. another one. This is for Sarah. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath, scared to rock the boat and make a mess. Um, oh, oh, um, so I, I sat I quietly, yes. agreed politely. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh! I actually knew that one! <laughs> no! I've completely oh, lost man. track of the score. I'm pretty sure Sarah's winning. I think it's Probably. Sarah's on two because she answered mine. Oh. Yeah, I did. So I took that back. I, that's how I redeemed myself as a Katie cat here. Yeah, yeah um. you have. Yeah. You really have redeemed yourself quite quite a lot. Okay, well, I've got I've got a final one. Okay. And I feel like you can both buzz in for this one. And okay. we'll make it worth two points. So the winner takes it all. Okay. Okay. So what are the what are the buzzing in rules, Eliza? So, okay. So the buzzing in rules is I'm gonna say the part of the quote of the lyric, and then I'll say one, two, three, and then you'll buzz in your name. So you'll be like Sarah, or Tori. I kissed a girl, and I liked it. The taste of her cherry chapstick. I kissed a girl just to try it. One, two, three. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, I don't know who got in there first. <laughs> I think we both know we it, both which is do. the hard yeah. thing. Okay, okay, we well, how about you both together? do it together? Okay. Okay. I, I hope my boyfriend does mine. Yes! Oh, timing. Well, you've both won in my eyes. You're both Katie yep. Cats. We love a fair game. <laughs> we love a fair um, game. 
I might have gone very hard at the beginning, and then I was like, mm, that was probably really unfair. It's like the unknown, not unknown songs, but the unknown parts of the songs. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to the good old questions. Back to finishing the good old podcast. Um, how important do you feel is seeking mentorship as a young performer? Oh, so important. Um, I think having having a mentor is I think everyone should have a mentor at some point um because it's it's having access to someone who has basically like one that you admire um and is kind of creating the kind of same work that you want to create has gone through you know the industry and done all the things that you're kind of starting to do um and it's just so great to have that person in your corner and to talk to them and reach out to them and be like hey I just need some advice or I just you know I'm doing this like can you help with this application um and yeah I I think it's I just I am like a big advocate for like mentorships and um connecting people to mentors because I it's just it's so beneficial um particularly through the midsummer program that i've just finished and having vicky as my mentor if she's listening hey love you um (laughs) uh she's just been phenomenal in kind of just like holding my hand and taking me under her wing and just you know opening doors that never would have opened um if i didn't have a mentor so yeah i think it's so important um yeah get a mentor yeah, I think it's really nice to hear someone else's life experience as well yeah. and kind of mm. get perspective. I know I had a mentor when I was, I think, maybe 16 or 15, 16, 17, and she was on Broadway in Chicago, and she was an Australian, and she was telling me how, you know, she got herself there, and, and I think that was such an eye-opening thing because sometimes yeah. we don't see where we can go in our lives because you know we are so far away from everything so it is really nice when you do have someone to give you perspective and a little bit of a guide as to how you could make that happen for yourself if that makes sense oh 100% and Mm. more often than not like your mentors like when you chat with them they have gone through the same thing like they have been where you've been so it's just so nice to have that connection with them um but yeah we yeah, get get a mentor, even if it's just like reaching out to, you know, it doesn't have to be like an official like mentor-mentee relationship, but mm-hmm. it can just be like reaching out to someone you really admire and just being like, hey, I really love your work. Like, you know, do you want to like grab a coffee or can we have a Zoom chat? Because let's be real, like people love being asked about things. <laughs> so, oh, you know, they really won't say no. They'll probably be super flattered and then be like, why me? And then, yeah, and you can kind of, so reach out to people that you admire and um, want to chat too, pick their brains. Yes. Yeah. And so you are obviously currently working on a new one-woman show, Unkissed, mentored by an amazing Australian creative who we sadly cannot mention just yet. Not yet. Um, What has that process been like so far creating a new show with the experience that you now Mm. have of creating and producing um, Cherry, your first one-woman show? Yeah, it's... um, Look, it's definitely a little easier in terms of I already have kind of like a structure of um, how like my from my first show. So and because it is another one woman show, I can basically be like copy and paste and then be like, cool, this is my structure and kind of just move things around. Um, But it's still 
yeah, it's still very daunting and crazy and trying to like piece together what songs am I going to use? What's the storyline? Um, mm. Because I'm essentially starting from the beginning again, but not because I've already had that all experience. But I'm a little less scared going into this one um, mm. because I'm like, oh, I've done this before. It'll be fine. Which maybe probably isn't a good thing because I guess I'm too <laughs> relaxed right now. I'm like, it's fine. It'll happen. <laughs> Whatever. No, yeah. But like you can trust yourself. You've got this um, knowledge that you have created a, su- a successful product before. Yeah. And that you Hopefully can... another one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Of course. Like, and you are, uh, you know, it's an incredible time to be doing it as well. And um, we know who your mentor is too. So I'm yes, sure... You that you, you're just like in really great hands with your own um, talents and also able to have someone to lean on that will help you like a lot, which is oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that this, obviously we can't mention who the mentor is. I do believe that this particular mentor <laughs> though is like exactly up your alley. Oh, 100%. Judging oh, by yes. their previous work. Yes. Like it really feels like a good... A good team. Like mix. Mm. Yeah, it feels like a really good team from what they've previously created. All will be revealed. Um, because obviously I, don't, I know nothing about this other than the fact that I like submitted your like questionnaire. Yes. Thing. And I think the thing about like with this show, just a little context for anyone who's listening, but basically I have a Google form where I've just asked people about their first kisses, when was their first kiss, tips for first kissing and any like kind of spicy first kissing confessions. And everything is anonymous. Um, and that's actually what I'm using to devise and create this show. So these responses will actually be used in the show somehow, still figuring it out. Um, so it's kind of like an exciting, um, like audience interaction kind of thing. So yeah, if you're listening, fill it out and tell me your deepest, darkest secrets, please. I love it. I love it. How good. And I guess on the note of creating new work, do you have any advice for creatives out there who want to dive into writing their own work? Uh, Yes. Firstly, just do it. (laughs) Just rip the Band-Aid off and do it. Um, And just always remember that you are the only person that can tell and share your story. And you, like, I genuinely believe everyone has a story to share. I mean, we're all just such interesting humans on this, like, planet that's just, like, you know, floating around in space. Um, And just to always, like, if you're creating your own work, always remember your why and why you're doing it and why you're sharing this story. Um, And to just always really hold on to that because, you know, when you go on this journey of creating a work, there are going to be, people who are going to tell you no and going to try and be like, no one wants to see that or why that's already been told. But, you know, you kind of just have to hold on to your, hold on to your little self. Um, and yeah, just do it. I, I mean, I had a conversation yesterday with someone when I was telling them about Cherry and it's so weird because I guess like, I don't realize when I talk about it, like it does sound quite like, well, I can't be like, what you did that. Um, and they were like, yeah, I really want to write my own stuff. And I literally was like, just do it. Just like, you know, write your own thing. Like don't, you don't have to like be pitching it to like a festival or fringe, but just start writing um, and just slowly putting yourself out there. Um, Cause someone will want to see it. And it does take just one person like genuinely to say yes and believe in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're kind of like, I want everyone to love me and everyone to say yes, but you know, one person can change your life. So just keep going. Find your one person. <laughs> 
Find your yeah. one person. That's my advice. Do it and find your one person. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That is amazing advice. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on today and chat to us about Cherry and give us all of your deepest, darkest secrets and advice. Um, But before we go, we do have a segment on our podcast called Bedtime Stories, which is um, a little bit of a show mishap, something. Do you have a story you can share with us? I do. Um, I'm excited. So, you're so prepared. I know. I'm so, I'm like prepared for this moment only. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, honestly, like during Cherry, so many mishaps have happened, and I don't know, and I've never really experienced like stage mishaps. I mean, like things have happened, but not really to me, like when I've done shows. But so, basically, the last time I did Cherry at um, Flight Path Theatre, uh, there's like a moment in the show where I have this like I like read this letter and it's like quite emotional you know we've come to the end of the show and I have a stagehand role who kind of comes in and out during the show just like handing me props and doing all crazy stuff and um, Tammy if she's listening she won't mind me telling the story so the last show I'm like I, I like sing a bit of a song and then she's meant to come on and like hand me this letter and I haven't sung the song yet but I'm having this like deep like intense moment and then I can kind of feel the audience like looking behind me and I'm like what's going on like why are they not looking at me and then I feel this presence like next to me and she's there with the letter and I and like it's not even close to the cube at all and so I'm like and I just go oh not yet <laughs> and then because she's wearing like Katy Perry merch I like think I was like I can't get her to go off stage again like the and then so I just like turn her around and like show the Katy Perry merch and I was like I guess she'll stand there and like people and I'm just gonna continue doing my thing and then she walks off and I'm like oh gosh and then but she's still but she doesn't walk completely off stage she tries to like hide in the corner and it's this like, and now people, like the audience was laughing. Like it's now funny because I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm trying to deliver my line here. And then I like tell her, I'm like, God, get out. And then so she leaves and I'm like, great. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get back into it. Sing the little like Katy Perry lyric. That's her cue. Nothing. Oh. Now I'm just there. And I'm like, and then I turn around. I'm like, oh, she's not there. And then I'm like, hmm, you can come out now. <laughs> and then she comes out. Little, and like everyone at this point is cacking themselves. And I'm just being the sassy person I am. Because I'm like, and I'm like, thank you. Uh, and then I like open up the letter like aggressively. And I'm like, dear Catherine. <laughs> like, so, it's so oh crazy because I know what you're talking about. You do, about. yeah. Like, and it, like, I know the moment that you're talking about. And... You know the moment. Like, it's not... Yeah. It's, like, the most... Like, because the, the whole show is so camp and, like, over the top and, like, funny. It's but the it's most, the like, one serious moment. moment. <laughs> oh, no. And then, like, It's, like, I the mean, crux of the whole show. It is, literally. It's, like, I'm, like, I'm trying to have my serious actor moment here. Yeah. And then on like, the last show... Up. Bless her. She comes out and she, like, hands me the letter on cue. So thank you, Tammy. And then she, like, gets confetti and, like, blows it in my face. And I was like, oh, that's not happened before. What? So. Tammy. She's really out here. She's really out here. Having a good time. She's out here. It was her show that night. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tammy's show. Not Sarah's. Oh, that's an amazing bedtime story. Thank you. Thank you. 
so much for Thank sharing you. that wonderful moment with us. Um, and you guys, please make sure that you follow Sarah yes. and Cherry. So you can follow, follow Sarah herself at underscore Sarah Lee, which is underscore S-A-R-A-H-L-E-I-G-H. We'll have it linked down below. And also follow at Cherry the show, which yes. we'll also have linked down below, which is very new, new. and very exciting. Um, but thank you so much again for taking the time to thank come you. on and chat with us today. Um, and until next time, stay happy, healthy, and safe, and we will see you then. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.